for the McElroy family of products. My name is Haley Rose. My name is Lily Blue. And we are the, the Good, Good Boys, Boys Girls. Girls. Hi. Hi. I love you. I love you. Um, so the McElroys are very near and dear to us, but who are the McElroys, first and foremost? Let's, let's make this podcast episode. This is the first episode of the podcast, so I think it should be an introduction to what the McElroy brothers are and family of products and all of the wonderful things that they make, including wonderful itself. Um, <laughs> what it all is and what it, why so many people are talking about it and why it's so big and like what, what's the story? This is a, an episode for everyone from the avid fan to someone who does not even know. I would like this to be something that people go, hey, what the fuck is a McElroy's Brothers podcast? And then they play this episode for them, and then they get an idea. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, before we do that, do you want to talk about how this podcast came to be? This podcast in particular? Yeah, this one right sure. now. Um, well, I love you. You're my girlfriend. Hi, I love you. You're my girlfriend. Yes. And uh, we actually first bonded over our shared love of McElroy shows. Uh-huh. Um, their whole steez brought us together because you, the person that introduced us, you met through the fandom itself. I did. That's very true. Uh, Penny, you and Penny were in a, was it an Adventure Zone fan server? No, it was actually, um, so Jeff Ramos, who works for Polygon, made uh-huh. a, like a creative server for artists to find a place to collaborate together. Uh-huh. And Penny joined it, and I happened to also join it because I had another friend, Cypher, who was on there. And then I was like, hey, I'm looking for guests for my podcast, Ink Tank. And she was like, I'll be a guest. And then we became friends. So, so Polygon was... is yet another one of their products. Polygon yeah. is the McElroy's video game website that they have since left, but um, right. they helped so to found. It was indirectly <laughs> McElroy's, but I only got into Polygon because of the McElroy's content. Right. So. So yes. it, the McElroys have brought us together as they've brought many people and other relationships together over the years Absolutely. that they've been doing this. Um, should have done my research ahead of time, but I'm going to do a quick little Google search here. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, I want to say 2011. 2011? No, yeah. uh, 2010. Okay. So the McElroy brothers have been making content online since before this, but as a unit of brothers have been making uh, their flagship show my brother my brother and me uh since april 12th almost nice 2010 <laughs> <laughs> um that was the original release it says on google so there are 416 no 417 episodes i feel like there's more than that maybe i don't know i feel I'm like i sure. would have remembered the 420th episode though um Anyway, mm-hmm. so the, these these are three brothers uh, from uh, a town in West Virginia called mm-hmm. Huntington. 
Um, and they grew up in Huntington, West Virginia. And when they went their separate ways, similarly to the Vlog Brothers, they started doing this podcast together as an excuse to hang out with one another mm-hmm. um, and sort of be a part of each other's lives and talk more often. Um, and so they have been doing this ever since. And my brother, my brother and me had a cult following at first and they got picked up onto the Maximum Fun Network mm-hmm. and they have been working and working and working ever since. Uh, they have since gotten a TV show for this, sh- for my brother, my brother and me that was on uh, CISO and now Verve. And they did all of this stuff simply out of just a desire to spend time with one another and goof around. So what is my brother, my brother and me? <clears throat> Are you asking me? Yes. So my brother, my brother and me is described by the podcast as an advice podcast for the modern era. Um, Mm -hmm. And basically what they do is there are guests, so listeners, who send in uh, emails or questions asking for advice. And what they do is they answer it in classic McElroy style by not answering it at all. Yeah, Um, they try to get it's an advice show where they try their hardest not to give good advice. Right. Um, and sometimes, most of the time, they succeed. They mostly just goof around and are funny. But sometimes they actually genuinely give very good advice. And um, mm-hmm. it's very sweet and endearing when they do. But on top of that, uh, they also take questions from Yahoo Answers, the mm-hmm. internet uh, answering service. And they read them. And usually they are horrifying, disturbing, terrifying, preposterous. Like... You, you can't imagine why somebody would ask a question right. along the and lines of And thinking about why makes you start to question the, the, the feasibility of humanity as a species. Yes, you, um, you wonder about morality and human itself. existence. <laughs> it's morality and mortality. It yeah. becomes a whole big deal. So that's their flagship show, and we'll get into that specifically. Um, but they've also made approximately one shit million shows outside <laughs> yep. of that they've had uh let's see let's go to uh org or macroroyshows.com no it's yeah org, right? dot com oh it's dot com uh shows.com okay so they have my brother my brother and me the adventure zone schmanner sawbone surprisingly nice wonderful trends like these the kind rewind uh, in Terabang till death do us blart bunker buddies can i pet your dog still buffering quality control cool games inc bim bam on youtube uh things i bought at sheets carry on monster factory griffin's amiibo corner polygon doc curmudgeon reviews court appointed and probably more beyond that but there that's, are more that don't exist anymore yeah yeah they've they've gotten rid of so um just a quick overview because we can go, we're gonna go through each of these shows and beyond um, in this show but what I want to focus on right now is who are these boys why are they nice why are they good and why do we care mm-hmm. and why does Lynn Manuel Miranda care yeah absolutely <laughs> um, because these guys have become a cult phenomenon that that permeates all of media and yet I there's such a there's a small amount of people like we're it seems like everyone I know knows them. Yeah. But then anytime I try to bring it up to someone who I'm not like 
close friends with, right. they're like, who the hell are the McRoy brothers? Yeah. And it seems like at the same time, everyone knows them and no one knows them. Yeah, it's really bizarre because like, I've got this, like you're saying, I've got this big group of friends that all know the McElroys and we reference them all the time. And then the minute mm-hmm. I step outside of my social circle into like regular classmates at school, they, mm-hmm. I make a reference and it's just like crickets. Right. No one understands. And it's actually really funny because I was final Pam for Halloween this last year. And mm-hmm. somebody that I didn't expect to recognize me recognized me. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, my Friend. God. Yeah. <laughs> and so we started talking about Monster Factory. It was awesome. Um, and there's, of course, the Adventure Zone and there's Monster Factory and there's, there's oh, yeah. all of these other things. Now, I was introduced to the boys through the Monster Factory. My first my first boys adventure was um, Fallout 4 Final Pam. Um, as it is the case with a lot of people, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, our mutual friend Penny uh, recommended that I watch it because I'm a big fan of Fallout 4 and um, I watched it and have and then just fell down the rabbit hole of Monster Factory. And then a friend of mine I worked with at a movie theater, uh, Mike, he said, oh, you watch the adventures or you watch uh, Monster Factory. I do, too. I love those boys. I've been listening to the Adventure Zone. I said, what's the Adventure Zone? He goes, oh, it's a D&D podcast that they do. And I go, oh. And so I start listening to that and um, didn't really dive into it until I went on this road trip uh, to visit my brother. And I listened through like three arcs driving all the way down to to Nashville and back and since then i have never stopped listening to their content like when i listen to podcasts it's mcelroy content yep across the board i listen to other things here and there but like they put out such a variety of things and my big issue as a trans gay woman is li- watching content online is a crapshoot as to whether or not the person making it is terrible mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> You know, being cis and white and straight, I'm sure you can listen to anything and be like, oh, it's a shame that they don't like that, but they don't go after me specifically. But a lot of content goes after me specifically. And I know for a fact that the McElroys are woke and they're cool and they're supportive of me and my life. Right. Like, not directly, but they don't disapprove of me being trans, which is a good thing (laughs) because... Right. Fuck me. Like, it's so hard to find good content, and these boys are good, and that is why I love them. Yeah. What about you? Absolutely. Well, I'm the same way. Well, I got into them through Taz, through the Adventure Zone, um, mm-hmm. because uh, I'm an avid Tumblr user, and mm-hmm. uh, I was really into Steven Universe, and so I was on Tumblr a lot for that. And then it kind of just happened where like a lot of the people who were into like steven universe and gravity falls eventually got into the adventure zone mm-hmm. um i have a lot of homestuck friends too which is they're all in the adventure zone but i don't actually read homestuck i just am in that world somehow. neither do i i, I don't think i can at yeah this point. yeah and me neither it's um, so inaccessible yeah absolutely um but there's just like these small pockets of people who were in other fandoms who all happen to flood to the adventure zone Mm -hmm. Um, and so I started listening to it because I kept seeing all this art on Tumblr and it was like really beautiful art of these super interesting characters and Mm -hmm. you know people were talking about how like there's gay relationships and you know all this stuff and I was like huh well I'm gonna check it out Um, and so I looked it up and I started listening to it and within the first four or five episodes I was hooked 
And that's mm-hmm. all I did every weekend for like a month and a half was just lay in my bed all day and listen to as many episodes as I possibly could. I yeah. listened during dinner at the, in the cafeteria. I listened back and forth while I was walking between classes. Like mm-hmm. I just was was hooked. I was trying to catch up as fast as possible. And when I started listening, they were still in the middle of um, the suffering game arc. Ooh. So I, by the time I got caught up, they had just put out episode 56 or 57. Yeah, that's about when I started listening as well. Yeah. I think I started listening when they were just at the end of Crystal Kingdom. Okay, gotcha. Um, and so it was really a cool experience because I got to listen to the finale the day it came out with my roommate. Like the two of us sat in my room for three hours and just cried and cried and cried. <laughs> um, it was awesome. Um, and I don't know, I just had just had a really, it was so great. So from there, I like I also fell down the rabbit hole you know, started watching Monster Factory, started listening to Mabim Bam here and there, started listening to Wonderful. I listened to Cool Games Inc. I watched things I bought at Sheets, Griffin's Amiibo Corner, like all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. Polygon videos. And then, um, oh, I just completely lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Well, it, it becomes this rabbit hole. Like, uh, it's, it's the wild thing because they put out so much content that when you get hooked on their particular brand of comedy and uh-huh. their personalities and, like, how just, like, wholesome and good it is sometimes and how, like, wacky and irreverent and ironic it is sometimes, mm-hmm. like, they really got you covered as far as, like, what kind of content you want to listen to. But they do this wide swatch of things. And especially on Polygon, there's just this depth and depth and depth of things they're just involved in totally and it becomes this thing where you're just like i just want to hear griffin talking yeah it's like i just want it in the background it's a comfort to me absolutely and so like you listen to anything they do and so then all of a sudden you start looking for it and there's just an endless supply like i thought i saw all of the polygon gameplay overviews Uh uh-huh like i thought i watched them all i didn't nope (laughs) there's more there's so many and the other thing uh, that what once I got into their product and like I knew who they were, what their voices sound like, and like what their faces looked like, then I realized that there was content from them that I had seen going around, but I didn't realize it was them, like Griffin's mm-hmm. Vines, because he was Hot like really boys. Pop- yes, that one, and the video of Justin um, going through that one game where he like pets all the animals. What mm-hmm. game is that? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That's Fall. Uh, that's Far Cry. F- Far Primal. Cry. Far Cry. Right. And so he he makes a video of and he rates how pet. Yeah. all the animals are mm. and good pet, good pet. <laughs> and good. and i had seen that video like on facebook a, a year before i even listened yeah. to the adventure zone ten, or considered 10 it. out of 10 would pet again right yeah so <laughs> it just it's just crazy how wide their reach is and there really is something for everybody like if you yeah, you know absolutely you know if you want to listen to nerdy boys play tabletop games they've got that if you want you know to hear couples talk about things they're interested in they've got that you know if you want to hear like a couple of friends talk about like movies they got that if you want to hear a bunch of brothers talk about the same movie over and over again every thanksgiving they've got got that that. yep Um, if you want to hear three brothers make goofs and be really bad at giving advice they've got that yeah, if you want to hear two two white boys playing video games, they've got, they've got that. that. If you want to um, hear, um, if you want to hear, watch or hear things that end up having like a surprisingly dramatic ending, they have mm-hmm. that over and over again. Yeah, like, uh, they're the the absolute kings of meta narrative. And then there's the things they do, like separate from each other. They do things individually. They do things, uh, like 
all together they do things mm-hmm. in different combinations of brothers mm-hmm. although there's not there's a there's a surprising lack of Justin and Travis content yeah um, Travis I mean, does a lot of things by blart, himself but... and Justin and Griffin do a lot of things together I think yeah. the lack of like individual brothers doing thing with Travis is mostly just because a he didn't work at Polygon um, right so the only time he got to be in videos was when they did live streams for PUBG Mm-hmm. Um, and also Travis has like 15 podcasts so yeah, he's, he's the probably the podcaster. busiest yeah he's probably the busiest of the three of them he's the busiest boy yeah I would say he's we like... keep saying boy um, <laughs> and so this is a thing you'll have noticed in our culture is people saying boy a lot mm-hmm. um, and that's from them I yeah. would assume and I've okay so this is my thing on the whole boy thing I Love it, because uh, it's very sweet and nice. But mm-hmm. also, it's... I don't know if they intended it this way or not, but it's weirdly political. And I'll tell you why. Because we, as a culture, refer to women as girls constantly. Yeah. And it's never looked as something, like, as infantilizing. Right. And so referring to, like, Dwayne The Rock Don- Johnson as a big old sweaty muscle boy right. is hilarious to me because it's the exact same thing but it sounds bizarre right and people would take offense to it if you saw a big like angry macho boy in the street and you go oh look at this big muscle boy he would get Mm -hmm. really mad at you because he's like i'm a man i'm not a boy and yet he'd go right around and call like his mom a girl right (laughs) and it's like what are you doing yeah so I've always loved that, and I think it's a lot sweeter than man. And like, I'm all for calling women girls if we can call men boys as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's I love sweet that. and cute. Um, but there are a lot of things that infect the way we talk. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a very big thing in their whole. It's Griffin is the one with the weirdest speech patterns out of for all sure. of them. He's developed this anachronistic way of talking where he'll say he'll use substitute swears with swear Swears. words <laughs> yeah yeah he's like ah oh, beans i really fucked this one right up yep. uh and that has become a huge part of the way i speak yeah uh it's it's become a huge part of the way a lot of us interact with each other and like it i don't know it, there's also there's this thing they do where they emphasize the wrong syllable of words mm-hmm. yeah absolutely right um or or emphasize a word in a sentence that shouldn't be emphasized Mm-hmm. Like, hey, yeah. I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you. I uh, love you. <laughs> or uh, um, my fa- other favorite thing is being extremely specific when describing something. Yeah. Like you get your fucking blue three ring, four inch binder and you shove it in your purple sparkly Jansport backpack. And get the fuck out of here. Right, you. exactly. Um, which is excellent they, they're really very good. specific boys they're very specific boys and i think that's what people love about them the most is it feels well i've heard this one explanation you told it to me so i'll let you tell it, but the reason why queer people in gen- in specific uh latch on to this family dynamic uh between the boys yeah so it occurred to me as i was listening to them that like they're, you know, it's three brothers and they're a family and they're all mm-hmm. super close and they have this this family dynamic of just, they don't ever seem like they fight. You know, and when they do, it's all out of good fun. 
And like Mm -hmm. they quickly make up afterwards and it's just like they're Mm -hmm. very, very, they have a tight bond. And Mm -hmm. something that's very common in the queer community is found family, mostly because a lot of us get rejected by our real family. Right. Um, And so we feel like we, we find our family through our friends and through other people. And so hearing this real life family do things together and make things together and go on go on tour together and make a tv show and a hundred million podcasts and youtube videos it's this longing for a family that none of not not a lot of us get and Uh so we latch onto it because we want that really bad it's it almost feels like a fantasy right it feels like our our one true desire were that we're allowed to enact absolutely like you know vicariously through these these boys which is really sweet and honestly i Mm -hmm. i they have kind of addressed it almost like they realize that they have this big following and like they they accommodate this is the other thing about the boys that i think is the most important thing about them Mm -hmm. and the reason i like them uh in particular is because you go back to their first episode and they're a bunch of little shits yeah Um, they are and you know they're they're and they say it themselves they're they're three white cisgender heterosexual males who were raised baptist in west virginia Mm -hmm. and uh they have that mentality for a while but the one and like a lot of people have that and there's nothing wrong with that i mean there's something wrong with not wanting to grow but that's the thing is they were told hey that's not cool and rather than go fuck you i don't give a shit you can't tell me what to do they went Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. And then they grew. And since then, and they, they have continued to grow. And they yeah. grow and change and they get better over time. And that's their whole thing is like, listen, we're the we're the wokest bros. And yeah. like, that's that's beautiful to me because it's 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 exactly what I've always hoped for in a content creator like that. Yeah, because like, let's face it, podcasts and comedy is a very white man's game. And they are white men and they are like leading the charge they run podcasts but rather than be like fuck it whatever i'm successful i don't have to do anything they were like oh let me accommodate people so that they feel welcome within our little ring of content and i love that absolutely um and yeah i love that they listen to people and like when someone complains about something they don't like or something that makes them uncomfortable they do their best to be aware of it and conscious of it in the future. And they really mm-hmm. do their best to try to appease everybody, which is really, really hard to do because you can't make yeah. everybody happy. And it shows um, on Griffin that he's incredibly stressed out by the whole oh, thing. Oh yeah. Poor Griffin. He's, but he's also just generally a very anxious person. He has social mm-hmm. anxiety and all kinds of stuff like that. Poor, poor yeah. kid. I love him. Um, I, the other thing I will say poor about kid, he is older than us by 10 years. <laughs> listen, anyway, um, uh, one of the other things I love about them is, especially th- with Justin, is their emphasis on body positivity, mm, um, especially yes. in video games. As someone who has been overweight for most of my young adult and teenage life um, and has been constantly told by doctors that, like, I need to lose weight and you're too heavy and all of these things and, like, never seeing characters in anything that look like me or ever Mm -hmm. having any kind of representation and like playing video games and doing character creators and not being able to make like a chunky heavy set person you know they're like they put a especially woman 
especially women like they put a weight slider and it doesn't go any heavier than like well it doesn't make them heavier it just gives them bigger boobs and hips or less boobs and hips which is very frustrating and you know justin constantly complains about that when he make plays video games and he's like you know if i ever have the chance to play a fat character in a video game i'm gonna do it same with playing like a black woman Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, if I can play a black woman in a video game, I'm going to do it. And that's part of what Mon- Monster Factory came from was they uh, they were frustrated with the limitations of character creation in video games. And so they decided to stretch it to the extreme and take it right. as far as they could. And to make a mockery of the system that is excluding other people. Right. Exactly. So it's it's very it's very much a a, a good bunch of boys. And that's They're really great. Yeah. I and like the other thing is they don't take themselves too seriously. Right. Like they very easily at this point could be like we're fucking media magnates. Like right. Lin Manuel Miranda's our best friend. Right. And like we went to a red carpet opening for fucking Escape from Margaritaville. Right. Because we know Jimmy we, Buffett personally. We know Jimmy Buffett. We're everywhere in the world. We're we're practically run Maximum Fun. We go on tour. We have a, a comic book. We're New York Times bestsellers. Right. We quit I, our job uh, at the video. Yeah. game company we made because we our podcasts are too much for us to handle we have a media empire and like they could very easily do that and honestly i still wouldn't blame them for it because fucking like they earned it yeah but they're still very much like down to earth like the same little west virginia boys and they still give each other shit and they still like rip on each other for the same things and they still believe what they believe and their beliefs grow yeah and all of that comes down to the way that that um clint raised them and Mm -hmm. you know and their mom i don't want to and their mom yeah and like the loss of their mom i can't speak to that and i don't want to speak to like how that affected them yeah because i have no experience with that and that's very much their story to tell and when they do tell it it is heart-wrenching but also incredibly inspiring especially the way that clint picked up the pieces of the family and held them together yeah and they are they're an inspiration to me in the way that i create my content and they're an inspiration to me in the way that i live my life um they're incredibly hard-working and driven individuals and they take the idea of this american dream and turn it into what's your dream what Mm -hmm. is your american dream you know well and they make it seem like it's possible for anybody to do that Mm -hmm. like they it's this idea of like yeah we're three heterosis white men but like are you trans you can do it are you gay you can do it are you black Mm -hmm. or asian or what no matter who you are if you have a dream this is america you can make it happen like right it's just they're so inspiring and like i every time i listen to their stuff i'm always so motivated to just create things Mm -hmm. like they make me want to create and have you know i the the adventure zone is why i started writing music again i had stopped writing music for like six or seven months when i got into college because i was just too busy and stressed and depressed and i just was like gosh, I, there's no reason for me to write anything because what am I getting? And then I started listening to Taz and these characters put songs in my brain and my heart. And I just like, I 
wrote music and now I have a small following of people who like want me to publish albums so that they can have my music on their iPod, which is wild to me. Yeah. You know, so I. It's, it's, it's this power of positivity that they put out in the world yeah, and for like sure. draws these amazing artists who have created their own little fan bases of people who commission their art because of what they've done in the mm-hmm. fan community and you know musicians like yourself who made fan songs and writers who have gotten jobs on other podcasts based on their fan fictions of mm-hmm. the stories and like just it's become this whole network of people who feed off of the positivity and creative energy that these these just three boys put out mm-hmm. and they I, I owe it to them as well. I mean, my my flagship podcast, Snub Dub, is a major, like, that. we had a huge shift um, at the beginning of this year based on how I felt about the finale of Taz mm-hmm. and how, like, how much emotion they managed to put into a show that was originally just goof, goof, boner joke, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and well, like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. That's what I think is at the heart of it is even though they they're very funny and very specific kind of humor, they also infuse a certain level of genuineness into everything they do. Yeah. Yeah, everything they do comes from the heart and you know, they make a lot of jokes and but at the end of the day they are just super happy to be doing what they're doing and super happy to be around each other and to spend time together and to make things together and it's just like it's just really comforting and nice. It gives me hope and faith for the future. And like, you Mm -hmm. know, especially in this current political environment and all the stuff that's going on, it gives Mm -hmm. me comfort knowing that not all hope is lost, you know? Yeah. And also for where, as a creator, it makes me feel happy because like for a long time, like as of late media has been in this like whirlwind of like, where's it going to go? You know, like, is it going to be TV? Is it going to be movies? What's happening to streaming? Like, what's YouTube up to? What's all this? Yeah. And suddenly there's these guys who are getting really successful and it it dawns on you after you kind of dive into it. Oh, this is where media is heading. Mm -hmm. They're they're there. They're paving the way for a new media. And like they're making they're they're making the models which we will break to uh create new content absolutely and And i i think the best part about the media they've chosen with um the medium excuse me they've chosen with podcasting and what they've done so well and shown to us is that the thing about podcasting is it's unregulated it's mm -hmm. not like tv or movies or anything else where there's like higher ups that you have to go through like you can just turn on a microphone like we're doing right now you can just turn on a microphone Mm -hmm. and talk into it and edit it and put it up and no one can tell you you can't Mm-hmm. You know, and there's no censor- censorship of like, you can't say that on here and, you know, no, no big brother telling you like, you know, you have well, to. Well, there are certain limitations. Well, yeah, but like, you if know. If you have a good heart and you come at it from a place yeah, of love, yes, there's no if your heart's no in the right limitation. place, like, I'm just saying like, you and I could make a whole podcast about queer history and gay culture and no one can tell us we can't because it's mm-hmm. inappropriate because you know you can't right. talk about gay stuff like you know we could yeah, make absolutely. a whole podcast about womanhood and talk about you know periods and vaginas and no one can tell us we can't talk about that stuff like mm-hmm. it's just an excellent 
medium for conversation and to have your voice heard and I feel like they're really accessing it to its full potential and showing other people that that's also possible yeah you know and I think the fact that they inspire so many and also aren't doing it because of that they just did it it, it started as something to do and mm-hmm. then it turned into something to do to make money and then it turned into their jobs and then it turned into their empire mm-hmm. and then they they're still very much the same people that went in they've changed uh and grown right. but they're still very much the same McElroy brothers that went into it in the beginning just for something to do and it still feels like they're just doing it because it's something to do and their gratitude for all the success they have never wear like never fades it's right. always every time they talk about it they're always like we're on a red carpet talking to Al Roker. Okay. Okay, like, I guess. I, I guess so. I didn't ever expect this to happen. Um, and so that's remarkable to me and it's inspiring because they. it seems like they were never expecting to go anywhere and then they did. And so you, <laughs> as a rando making a stupid podcast at home, think, well, I'm never going anywhere. That's almost a hopeful thought now because of what they've done. Right. And it's, it's remarkable it's fantastic i love it 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 and i love you i love you and it bright it brings people <laughs> together it brought us together mm-hmm. and it's something you get to share with people and then it, it always makes them laugh and yep. if it doesn't you're like well fuck you then i don't want to hang out with you anyway well you know <laughs> it's amazing that professional podcaster is now a job title you could actually consider Mm-hmm. And they've proven I mean, that. Yeah. And I think that's incredible <laughs> and amazing. I think you're incredible and amazing. Aw, baby. <laughs> and I think this little podcast we're making is going to be incredible and amazing. Yeah. And it's completely self-indulgent, but you know what? Sure, I don't care. But like, <laughs> like it's it's something to do. Yeah. And. And it's something for us to do together. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, we talk on the phone every day, but we're both so busy. We don't actually, like, do anything. <laughs> yeah, we're we're long distance with each other, and so we don't actually get to spend time. We went on a little date yesterday, mm-hmm. but, like, the distance is hard. And so they had the same problem. And so why don't we solve it with the same solution? Absolutely. I mean, they may make it work, and so someday we we'll be in the same room recording the same podcast together next to each other but for now this is this is is just as good yeah yeah someday we'll be together in the same room trying to record a podcast together while a baby is sleeping and we're gonna keep our voices down so that we don't wake up like this real quiet and real close like this or it'll be like bb interrupting with perfect comedic timing yes it could be if it's my child i believe it would be um (laughs) but yeah i I think this is good, and I think this is a good place to leave off. Yeah. Because the next episode, we're going to talk about, um, I think the best thing is the Monster Factory. That's yeah. That's what the people want. <laughs> That's what the people want. So why don't we give the people what they want. Absolutely. Instead of what we want, like a couple <laughs> of selfish bastards. <laughs> Yes, next time on The Good Boys Girls, we'll be back be with about the, the Monster Factory. The Monster Factory. The Monster Factory. Monster Factory. The Monster Factory. <laughs> and, and we're going to 
We're going to talk about all the episodes. We're going to talk about why it's funny, what they're doing, what it's about, and uh, our favorites. Hope you tune in. Our top favorites, hits. absolutely. We're going to talk about the top 10 best boys, um, yeah. the best sons and daughters. Children. And I love the, the children. Best. They're precious. I love that they call them their children, but we'll yes. talk about that in the next episode. <laughs> but for now, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I hope that your wonderful monster saw boners are kissing nope. your dad square on the next time on the adventure zone <laughs> and... thanks for watching wait listening wait Both. tuning in wait watching <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, beans. Ah, oh, beans. Ah, <laughs> oh, beans. Ah, oh, beans. I goofed it right up. I goofed it right straight up in the air. My bean. Oh, my, my bean. <laughs> oh. oh, my bean. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to finish it without me. Ah. Oh. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> I am Amelie. <laughs> the first one. Look at